You're listening to Old School Movements. You understand? Yes, as you guys know, we love our cartoons on this podcast. And um, you know, our first podcast was about cartoons, but we're coming back into the cartoon zone because we've got a guest on this show. Um, this guy was involved in some of our favourites from the 80s, like He-Man, Brave Star, Smurfs, um, Plastic Man. You remember Plastic Man? Right? Anyway, yeah. So we're talking today with Mr. Tom Cook. Yeah, this dead the cookie man. Hey, Tom, you okay? I Tom? think so. Yeah. I, think so. I like are. his t-shirt thing. Yeah, you had to say that, yeah. Good I love the t-shirt. t-shirt. Love yeah, the t-shirt, I, man. I Find had that up. made. It says Ookla Aerial Ride. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite show to work on, so that's why I've got that. Ah, okay. So so how how exactly did you get into um animation and stuff, Tom? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's kind of a strange story. I was uh I was about 26 years old and I was a transit bus driver in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I was just driving back and forth from Hollywood and LA and back into the San Fernando Valley. Sounds nice. And uh, <laughs> I went by Hanna-Barbera Studios every day. Yeah. Amazing. And I just, that was what I grew up with was Yogi Bear, Huckleberry yeah. Hound, Quick Draw, oh, yeah. all those yeah. shows. Plus oh, yeah. Touche, Touche Turtle, Isn't it Secret Squirrel? I remember Yes, yes. So that's what I loved as a kid. So I just wanted to go in and tour this building. Oh, and uh, lo and behold, I end up working there. You know, it was so weird. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> well, what, you went in for really a tour ha- and came out with a job. Well, what, how it happened was I was... Uh, it was my day off and I went out to the uh, mailbox to get my mail and it was just a bunch of junk mail. Yeah. Now I usually just take the junk mail and just throw it in the trash. For some reason this day, and I don't even know why, but I put it on my kitchen table and I sat down to eat and I saw this little pamphlet and I said, Hey, I'd like to, you know, I'm going to flip through this pamphlet for a little bit while I'm eating. Yeah. And it was a college courses that they were going to be teaching in the summertime. And there was this comic book class. Yeah. And the teacher was a guy named Don Rico, who I knew had drawn Captain America and the old wow. devil that was half red and half black. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah. so I wanted to take the class so I could meet the teacher. <laughs> and uh, you wanted to meet, meet him more no. than the class. You didn't go to the class. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do was meet him because he worked in comic books and I loved comic books. Yeah. So he had us bring our portfolios in and mine was all Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and all these things that I drew, right? Mm. Since I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, after the class, he said, Tom, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, man, what the heck did I do wrong already? You know, we just started this class. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, I work as a storyboard artist at Hanna-Barbera. And we're doing a show called Challenge of the Super Friends, and I really like your superhero drawings. Would you be interested if I recommended you to a class that they hold at the studio to learn basic animation? And it's free, but you have to be recommended by somebody that works at the studio. Yeah. And of course, I said, no, I'd much rather be a bus driver the rest of the Of course you did. Of course you did. (laughs) I would have said the same thing. So obviously, obviously I said, no, no, for sure. I'd love to do that. 
So three weeks later, I got hired. And wow. so that's how I got my job. That's a quick yeah. turnaround. Oh, wow. I was it was a couple months, three weeks. Well, and I had no, I had no idea what I was doing. So they were hiring somebody that had no clue. <laughs> and he said, but the we passion don't care. was there. Yeah, he said, we don't care because you could draw well and you're just going to sit with an animator. You'll yeah. be his assistant. And that's how you'll learn. Nice. Brilliant. So, okay, so that's how I lucked nice. out. Nice, nice. So, so you say you had a collection of um, superheroes already drawn. Who was your favorite superhero to draw? To draw, sorry. Well, my life started anew when I was about eight years old and Spider-Man came out. Mm. Nice. <laughs> and I was, I was camping in the backyard with my next door neighbor. And we had comic books and we just set up the tent and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to flashlights and reading comic books. Yeah. And he pulls out this Spider-Man number four, wow. which was the first appearance of, of Sandman. Okay. And I looked at the comic and I said, what the heck is that? And he said, well, that's a new <laughs> comic company, a new comic company that just started up called Marvel. Hmm. And I traded him everything I had for that one comic. <laughs> and from that I'm point still... on, that, uh, you know, I had it up until I sold all all of my comics at Heritage, uh, the uh, auction house in Texas. Okay. Wow. I really wish I had kept that one. Uh, it's one of the sad things is I wish I had kept it. It wasn't yeah. in great shape, but still yeah. it was the one that kind of started the whole thing. It's you know? the sentimental value. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, oh. so that's what I loved the most. But then, of course, Fantastic Four, you know, Thor, all the things that came up. You know, for us, I think Hanna-Barbera, the big one, in the UK at the time was the Flintstones growing up, you know, early 80s for us. Did you do any work on, on the Flintstones at all? Yeah, actually, uh, there was a new show called The New Fred and Barney Show. And uh, the first drawing I ever did at the studio was of Fred Flintstone. Oh, oh nice. So I had the same reaction, you know, as I'm drawing and I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm drawing Fred <laughs> is Flintstone. This, <laughs> is this really happening? You know, and, and it was it's funny so because the day that the show premiered uh all my buddies that worked on it with me came over to my apartment it was on at like eight in the morning or something like that so they came over and we all sat and had you know cokes and pizza or whatever while we were watching <laughs> yeah. the, at eight in the morning yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's a good diet. cartoons man yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was cool Amazing. okay so, so so after you rolled out with um the Flintstones of Hanna Barbera what other cartoons were you involved with within that company, Hanna-Barbera. I did do the Challenge of the Super Friends. Uh, yeah. We were also working on Scooby-Doo. Um, okay. Captain Caveman. Oh, I love Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, a couple of things that weren't really that popular. One of them was called the Shmoo. And it was a character from Little Abner, which is a really old cartoon yeah. uh, or a comic strip. Uh, yeah. And then we did something called Fred and Barney Meet the Thing, where the thing from the Fantastic Four, but it wasn't really the thing from Fantastic Four. It was a kid that had this ring. And he would say, thing, ring, do your thing. And he would turn into the thing. I don't know why they did that. With Fred and Barney. <laughs> With Fred yeah, and Barney. And then that was actually, it was like an hour episode, but half of it was Fred and Barney, half of it was the thing. Uh, uh, I've never heard of that. How long did that last? Oh, I'm sure it was just one season. It was hideous. I don't <laughs> think that yeah, that's why I've never heard We were watching Top Cat then, I think, and then yeah, yeah. yeah, see, Top Cat yeah. was one of my favorites because, of course, my Love initials are TC. 
There you go. Okay, TC. (laughs) When I was a little kid, that's what it was for me, Top Cat. Boy, I loved it. Now, you did get Heathcliff, right? Fifth on Yeah, we got Heathcliff. We we even got Plastic Man as well. Yeah. 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 Plastic Man was part of a thing called the Plastic Man Comedy Hour. And part of it was this character called Mighty Man who was really small. And there was this dog that had a big, huge doghouse on his head because he was so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) He was called Yuck. Yuck, the ugliest dog. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't don't remember that part. But I'm 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 sure Plastic Man had a dog himself, didn't he? Did Plastic Man have a dog with a cape? Was, was that Plastic Man? Well, I know Plastic Man ended up having a little kid, Baby Plaz. <laughs> the girl that played Penny in Plastic Man, his dingy blonde girlfriend. That yeah. and that was She-Ra. She ends up being She-Ra later on. Oh, okay. Yeah, Melendi Britt. Oh, ah, nice, same, nice. same voice yeah. actress. Yes. It's so, good so that you go on to, to, to She-Ra because we were yeah. going to talk about, you know, the cartoon that, that, that dominated most um, kids' lives in the 80s. Um, and that was, you know, the man who held it off his sword and said, by the power of Grayskull. Um, oh, He-Man. Thundercats. Yeah, oh, yeah, Thundercats. that's the one. That's the lion, that's <laughs> You know your cartoons. I knew it was great to have you on the show. You know your cartoons. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah so, He-Man. Yeah. He-Man changed my life, guys. I mean, that was, uh, it was huge. I think it's yeah. done for a lot of kids when yeah, the toys yeah, come out as well. Yeah. That was like one of the first cartoons as well, where it, the toy came out before the cartoon, didn't it? Right. Let me kind of get you there. I had yeah. heard that Filmation Studios uh, was hiring and they had their, their studio head, Lou Scheimer, had said that he would never send work overseas. Okay. So I went over there. So once they started back up after the strike, uh, yeah. I got a job over there. Mm-hmm. And again, they had no, no place to sit me. So I ended up sitting out on the live action lot where they did Shazam and Isis and Arc 2 and some of those, you know, live action things Filmation did. Yeah. And eventually they found room for me and stuck me in the studio. But that's when I worked on Tarzan and Flash Gordon. It's like 13 episodes per season. Yeah. They play 13 weeks on Saturday and you can play that three times during the year. And that's the run. Right, so you only okay. need 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. But with yeah. E-Man, it was the first syndicated show that was going to be on 65 episodes per year. Wow. So he had the Monday power. Through, yeah. <laughs> it was on Monday through Friday. So mm-hmm. now if you think of that, we had 52 weeks in a year. We had 65 episodes to do. That's some permanent work you got there. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I got my wish. We never got laid off again. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's and, brilliant. Uh, so, so on the He-Man project, how many animators are involved per show, let's say? I would say we probably had 70. Wow, okay. Probably had about 70 animators, and then we had another 80 or 90 assistant animators. Wow. Because wow. they did all the in-betweens. So mm. we would do, as an animator, you do the, the main poses, like number mm. one, number six, number 12. Mm. And then mm. you put a little chart, and that's mm. what the assistant goes by to show where the other drawing should fit in that right. sequence. Right, yeah. And, uh, 
And then, of course, you know, then you've got a Xerox it. So you had a Xerox crew, then you had an ink and paint crew. So they had to paint every cell. Yeah. Uh, so we had, we probably had 800 people working at the studio. Wow. But I noticed in the filmation, I think that, that they had a kind of signature move in their cartoons where the character, I used to see this a lot in He-Man and in Tarzan in particular, where they used to like move the side of their torso and do a run and a roll. And it was like yeah. in the same sequence. That's a that's a trick you lot had, right? You just used for different characters in different <laughs> programs, right? And whose idea was that? Was that like was that like, yeah, let's just stick it in all our cartoons? I won't notice. Here's where I have to explain this, okay? Uh, you have to realize that all of the work that is sent to Japan and Korea, mm. all of those cartoons, they're paying their animators over there like a dollar an hour. We're getting like 17 or 18 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is back in 1970s or late, late eighties or early eighties. Yeah. So we had to cut corners to be able to be able to make our budgets lower. So what they did is they came up, it was called a stock system. So we had every character run through this way, run through <laughs> at a diagonal, for <laughs> yeah. the camera. Yeah. And Stop we in the middle, we, look around, run again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we rotoscoped them so that, and I've got some pictures of the rotoscopes of the actual actors that they just sketch on top and change it into He-Man. Yeah, yeah. And, and see, so what we did is we used those when we storyboarded the episode. Yeah. You had to have 25% of the episode be this reused animation. Now, the kids didn't really notice it was reused because if you're running... I did. <laughs> a few of us did. But if, if, you're running, if you're running, why do it the same run 20 times during the season yeah. instead of just mm. use the same one? Exactly. And you're just changing the background anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a way for us to save money. It wasn't that we were cheap. It wasn't that we couldn't do... Because filmation got this reputation as being, you know, nobody could draw. It was just cheap guys and blah, blah. Mm. No, if we didn't do it that way, we're out of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you had a signature. You, uh, you had a signature. Yeah, and if you notice that animation, because it was rotoscoped, it really looked good. I mean, it was yeah. very realistic. Yeah, it was. The movement, the movement of He-Man, the characters was really good. And then plus, during during the season. Uh, every day they would show dailies, and that was whatever was shot on the camera the day before mm. it was on film, they would show it to everybody in the morning. And right. Lou Scheimer was there, and the directors were there. Mm. And then if there were mistakes they could pick out and fix, they would do that and say, hey, we have mm. to reshoot this scene. Mm. But if Lou saw a scene that he really liked, he would say, okay, flag that scene. Yeah, yeah. Wh whose idea was it to give Prince Adam a tan when he was He-Man. <laughs> he was completely tanned when turned into He-Man. I, I will tell you, as a as a young animator, uh, we had a real tough time with the guy that was in charge of the colors. Yeah. Because he picked, we used to, there was a band called The Cars. I don't know if you know the band yeah. called The Cars. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a song there was a bunch of songs that kind of sound a lot alike, but one of them, we, we changed the lyrics to pink, purple, green, pink, pink, purple, green, because everything was pink and purple. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the, the sky, 
the sky yeah. is an attorney over green or pink. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Prince, Prince, Prince Adam had a pink shirt on. Yeah, that's right. And, and we were like, you know, the guy's name was uh, Arthur Nadell. And we would mm -hmm. say, Arthur, don't you know what a pink shirt means? <laughs> and he never quite understood, I don't think. <laughs> well, I was wondering why they got them, where they got them strange yeah. color palettes from for them for yeah. like backgrounds. And yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, a lot of it we were kind of stuck with from the toy, but I don't mm. think Prince Adam was created yet because that was no. a He-Man uh, idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mattel, Mattel got together with Filmation and we're the ones that hammered out Eternia and Etheria and Hordak yeah. and, you know, mm. gave them the backstory. Gave them yeah. of things of to what the show was going to be about because the toys were yeah. just the toys. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And but, when you got but, the toys and you got the little comic book, the comic book had nothing to do with the TV series. That's mm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody and the toys were kind of different. Confused. Yeah, yeah. People were confused about why isn't the comic like the TV show? You know, yeah. it's like, well, it was all a ploy to sell the toys. Exactly. So, like the cartoon for the toys, really, right? Yeah, yeah. And of course, at first, the guy who created the toys, and they were trying to get somebody to make them, you know, Hasbro or Mattel or whoever. Mm -hmm. And and they said, well, how are you going to sell these to the kids? Mm -hmm. They said, well, oh, we're going to put a comic book in. Mm -hmm. And then one of the guys said, well, how old are the kids that are going to watch this show? He says, oh, you know, five, six, seven, eight. He goes, they can't read. Yeah. What yeah, is a comic kids. book going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he said, oh, we're going to do a special one-hour cartoon. You know, he's just lying to try to get yeah. this thing done. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. goes yeah. to Lou Scheimer and says, what do you think about doing a, a half-hour or an hour special? And Lou said, why don't we do a full TV series? Mm. And they said, yes. And bingo, that's, you know, it mm. saved our studio mm. as mm. well as got the toys. You know, I mean... I think He-Man was probably the best-selling toy ever. Mm. Yeah, you know, it just—I mean, yes, Barbie was big, but Barbie there. was yeah. just girls, and yeah. mm. with He-Man, boys everywhere. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I much but, prefer the, the 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 drawing look, the you know, the animated He-Man than the toy. The toy yeah, well, he always had a, he always had a funny-looking face, like he was constipated. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, I much preferred the nicer. You know, the, the filmation drawing of, of him. That's why I love these new toys they're coming out with that look like the look cartoon. Like the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, Much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so He-Man was riding the wave in the 80s. As you say, you had the cartoon, you had the figures. But Did then you, you had the film? That weird yeah, film. Yeah, but, but then you had the Dolph Lundgren <laughs> movie, Tom. What did you think of the he Master of the Universe movie? Okay, we're going to have to cut this short now. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> 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 it's been nice speaking to you. It was that good. <laughs> It was, it was like, that good, wasn't it? You probably feel no, the same. It, it, it was that good, Tom. That it's not even worth talking about, yeah, is it? That's right. We've, that's we've right. been waiting forty years for for a, a decent one to come out. Yeah, yeah. There's talk that there's some new cartoons. I'm a broken record. Okay, let me tell you, because you know I've been doing comic cons for like the last probably six or seven years, mm -hmm. and I always get asked this right, all the time. This is one of the key questions. Okay. <laughs> And my response always is, you have, look, I've been to Ecuador, I've been to Dubai, I've been to Mexico City, they love He-Man. Mm. When you go up and a sheik 
in Dubai comes up to you with a whole sheet and everything on, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I watched the He-Man is the greatest show I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> you know, everybody loves this show. Of course. Why, why wouldn't you do the movie or the cartoons yeah. that they tried to reboot just exactly. like the cartoon that everybody loves? Why exactly. would you? Yeah. Exactly. Instead, you do it completely different and everybody yeah, yeah. hates it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody. You're, you're, even yeah. even Dolph Lundgren hates it. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I'm finding that don't, don't you find nowadays like you know I, I've I've got a smaller child who, who watches cartoons occasionally, but you've got you've got like the the remakes of the Thundercats, the remakes of the Scooby Doo's. They look nothing like the ones that we loved, and the mm. the, the, the nicer drawn. They've all got this same looking weird faces, and I don't know what it is. Why do they? I don't know why. Have yeah, you got any well, clue why the drawings have changed so, so dramatically? Yeah, I have a big clue because they do them on computer and you can't draw. That's true. 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 You know, you yeah, just, I have had to, I've had to draw on a tablet mm. and see, I'm used to looking, I've got my piece of paper yeah. and I'm watching my hand and I can see where I'm drawing. Yeah. With a tablet, you have You've to got draw. Delight. On the tablet, over on your side, and look at the screen, the screen up here. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard to make a really perfect line. And with animation, yeah. if you're doing an in-between, sometimes you've got lines that are so close together, and you've got to put your line right in between it. Mm, yeah. And you can't do that on a computer. Why Here's what I always say. This is, uh, what's happened is, anybody that can draw no longer is going to be an animator for sure because you don't have to draw anymore all you're doing is moving these things right yeah, yeah. so yeah. you can hire somebody that yeah i can make his hair do this yeah, yeah. but somebody who can really draw well uh, i'm telling you all my friends that worked with me at filmation um i moved up to seattle and i ended up getting into directing and then i also got a job at microsoft so I got to learn how to animate in a computer long before they did. This was in the mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, they all were working at Disney. Now they got to work on beauty and the beast and Aladdin. And I mean, all these terrific movies. Yeah. Well, they all got laid off because they couldn't do the computer. Mm, because it moved up. They had to yeah. move with the times, yeah, right? The time. You have yeah. to know how to use the computer. And I yeah. was telling them at the time, I said, you've got to learn how to do this or you're yeah. going to be out of work. They yeah. didn't believe me. So yeah. everybody at the Disney studio all got laid off unless wow. you could use the computer. Yeah. Real yeah. And anybody yeah. that's my age, you know, I'm in my, I'm, I'm going to be 68. So, mm -hmm. you know, those guys just didn't know how to use a computer at all. I, yeah. I wouldn't have if I didn't get a job at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I knew nothing about computers when I got the job at Microsoft. Yeah, wicked. <laughs> it sounds. It yeah. sounds like you've had a smart career. Every yeah. every 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 yeah. passage you've jumped on, you just gone straight in and smashed it. You've done your thing, and that that's yeah. you know that's big. Here, here's an important part of that. I could tell you, yes, I was a genius. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, you were lucky. Everywhere, you were at the right time. Right yeah, place look, at the right time. If, if yeah. I didn't take that comic book class. I wouldn't have gotten into animation at all. I'd still be driving a bus. If you hadn't mm. picked up that no. flyer. Mm. Well, and if I had thrown the flyer in the trash like I normally would have. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I actually, I had a friend when I was doing direction work up in Seattle, um, I had done an article in a newspaper. They wanted to do an article about somebody moving from Hollywood to Maple Valley, which is where I live. Yeah. And so they did a whole article on in the Seattle Times about me moving up and doing stuff through FedEx and all that. Somebody saw that article and contacted me and said, hey, I'm doing directing work and I need some people to help me. Do you want to do that? Yeah. I said, well, yeah, sure. So I, <laughs> I got in with him. He ended up getting a job at Microsoft uh, as a contract worker. <clears throat> and then he couldn't take the job. So he recommended me. Yeah. So I went in for the interview and I had a bunch of drawings that I had done from a movie called Rover Dangerfield. Okay. And there's this one drawing I did with the dog, Roger, da you know, Rodney Dangerfield as a dog. Yeah. yeah. He had just killed this turkey and he's holding the turkey by the eyelid, which is all stretched out, trying yeah. to pretend that the turkey's still alive. And he's going, gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> well, she loved that drawing so much. She said, can I get a picture? Can I Xerox that and just put it up my bullet board? Yeah. And I said, yeah, sure. So she put it up on her bulletin board. And a couple of days later, somebody from Microsoft came walking in and said, hey, who did this drawing? And she said, well, this animator guy that I just hired part time. Mm. And he goes, well, we want to hire him full time. <laughs> Bingo. It's just luck, luck all the way for you. I think if I didn't, luck, if I didn't give her that drawing, I never would have got the job. I'm just telling you, there's a ton of people that can draw. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like some incredible artist that that's just, oh my mm. gosh, this guy. I just could do it pretty well and animating. A lot of people yeah. can draw well, but they don't know how things God, move. To, and, mm. yeah. I had no idea that I knew how to animate things. I had to learn how to do it, and I was pretty good at it. Mm, mm, um, mm. So there's people that could draw me under the table. I just happen to be able to do the animation. Do, do the animation, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the closest easy. I got was one of those little pads and when you flick the pads and when you see the man moving. <laughs> just do that. That's the furthest I got. Just I mean, everyone start like that? Did everyone yeah. start with it, the flip chop? I mean, I have people yeah. come up going, now you drew every drawing and then what? They put it on a computer? Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't have computers. Computer. Yeah, exactly. Just, we had to just, draw just every drawing. single drawing. And I said, it's 12 drawings per second. That's Wow. And they're like, wow. how could you do that? And I said, I don't That's know days. how we did it, but we days did Days work, isn't yeah. it? Days work. Yeah. Days, yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Tom, during the 80s, like I was saying, there's so many cartoons coming out and so on and so forth. But a, a, a bit before that, you had like Peach Dragon and stuff where they where they fused um, live action with cartoons. Sure. And that mm -hmm. started to gradually come into the 80s with like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and of course mm -hmm. the um, Paul Abdul and Cat video, um, Opposites Attract. Um, were you involved in any of those projects at all, Tom? Why, yes, I was. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> I left you hanging for a bit. Uh, after, after Filmation closed, because Filmation was in business uh, up until 1989. Mm. And we were actually doing a new series, two new series. And um, Westinghouse, who owned Filmation, sold the company and they sold it to a company that had promised to keep the studio open. And as soon as they bought it, they closed the studio. They closed the studio. Sure. So Lou Scheimer was furious and, you know, because this was his baby. Mm, yeah. And uh, so now suddenly I'm out of work. 
and there are no more studios yeah. you know outside of disney yeah. and disney didn't pay very well and it was really hard to get into mm. and uh you know luckily they had started doing like the little mermaid and things started getting better for them yeah but up to that point up to little mermaid it was really there was nothing going on at disney either they yeah, just yeah. didn't do you know the black cauldron was, I was just about terrible. to mention that that didn't that didn't do well at all it was horrible and they yeah, yeah, and they used the character that they used as the main character was exactly the same character as the character from sword in the stone that's right, right. yeah so they yeah. reused a lot of the animation from sword in the stone and it's like this mm. is disney you don't do that at disney yeah, exactly. Mm. exactly yeah so but yeah. anyway in the meantime uh who framed roger rabbit came out Mm. And that really saved animation because it did so well. Mm. And mm. Uh, so I didn't work on Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but soon after that, they did a short called Tummy Trouble. Okay. And it was, if you saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, mm -hmm. it was like the little cartoon they played before Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah familiar but with we that, worked yeah. on the sequence that had the live action with Roger Rabbit at the tail end when it said the end the cartoon mm. and then they go back to the live action stuff. live action yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh so we got to work on all that and that was so cool to see how they did that because mm. they'd have to blow up each frame of the film so that we could make sure the character like if the camera moved and the and they were standing near a car mm. and they were going to reach for the car door we had to know where the car door was so they had to blow everything up so that our animation mm. could fit with it yeah and and then they designed where the sun was coming from and we would do the shadows of the characters and just use sharpie to blacken in the, the uh, and then they would right. diffuse that over the character and yeah. that's why it looked so realistic right right okay and then also okay. also i worked on opposites attract yeah yeah <laughs> So I got to work on MC Scat Cat and all yeah. that. Was that a challenge uh, making that video then, like with all the dance routines and the cat had to, you know, dance yeah, with well, Paula and stuff? It was different because it's one of the first times I did something that there was music. Mm. So it had timing mm. on the exposure sheets that we that we worked on. That's where all the dialogue is. That's where the animator puts down the drawings that they're going to be in the scene and the beat is every 24 frames let's say yeah now you know the character has to have 24 frames to get there so that yeah. that makes you you got to do 24 frames i mean that's one right second. yeah yeah so wow. you're, you're kind of stuck with with your animation you can't add anything you can't do anything special it's got to hit that beat it's good. yeah yeah and so that was kind of tricky Bringing yeah, oh, music wow. totally makes another another dimension to to what you're doing. Having just having music into, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That's a amazing. whole new whole new ball game. <laughs> and I had, I had fun, done though. that I had done that once before when I was working on the Roger Rabbit thing. Uh, the hmm. company I worked at did a lot of TV commercials, so we worked on. Right. I don't know if you have the Jolly Green Giant there. Yeah. The, yeah. Ho ho ho! Green Giant. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we did a. We did about three or four Green Giant commercials. We did uh, yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you know, some <laughs> okay. cereals that are yeah. popular yeah. here in the States. Yeah. yeah. And we did one for a vivid, it was vivid laundry detergent. And mm. in this, all of the trees went to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
So I was kind of used to it by the, you know, it was different making a tree move and making yeah. a cat move. Yeah, a cat yeah. move. It was yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. of experience. It was a bit of a heads yeah. up before taking on the, yeah. the, the, the music video. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about Godzilla for a minute. That was early in my career. That was like in 1978 or nine. It was early 80s for us, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it was uh, a lot of fun because in comic books, you use what's called a thick and thin line. Okay. And in animation, you need every line to be the same thickness because, especially if it's on in a movie theater, you know, your line is suddenly this thick. Yeah. So with yeah. with them, they wanted us, and you, could, you might be able to see, let me pull up this print out of here, but yeah. you could see Godzilla's line quality. He was always dark, very always, thick. Yeah, very thick, yeah. dark outlined. Yeah, mm. and that's what, that's that's what, what they wanted. Him. I love it, yeah, that's what I love about him. It's like yeah. it gives it that 3D. And, you know yeah, and that's what they wanted us to do, and I was really good at that. So that was one of the things because I had done comic drawings, so I was used to doing that. Yeah. And so when they saw my drawings, they loved them. Again, yeah. what would that be? Just like a sharpie outline to get that darker, thicker line? All pencil. All pencil. God, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. know. All that's done. pencil. That's amazing. Yeah. I just because... couldn't wait. To, I just couldn't wait to see the guy press the button for Godzilla to come out the depths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I, to I, call that, that was a, yeah, that, you, knew, oh, you knew the cartoon was going to get exciting then when that exactly. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Love see, when I, started, when I started putting together the things I was going to bring with me to Comic-Cons, uh, I made prints of all the shows I worked on, right? Mm. And I had that print, that print of the Godzilla. That's an iconic print, that to me. Yeah, and I, and I said, you know, I don't know if anybody even knows the show. And I we do. probably sold, I, ha, I have sold more of these than I've sold Flintstones. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It was, I, would, much I, would, I would buy yeah. that for Flintstone. I would, yeah, I would buy that too. 100%. I would definitely buy one of them too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever make it to the States to a Comic Con, we're fine doing by one. The only thing I sell, sell more than that, this. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Love Little skeletal. skeletal action. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably yeah. the most popular. Yeah, you got love yeah. He's become a lot more popular over here. They've been using him in um, a few insurance adverts. They've had a cat uh -huh. Skeletor character. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's brought that back, that, that 80s feel mm. of, of, of having Skeletor and He-Man back exactly. on the screen again. There's I mean, also a I'm guy hoping... on social media called Grumpy Skeletor. That's a parody of Skeletor. Oh, yeah, he's, okay. he's pretty good. He's oh, pretty I think good. I've seen that. I think yeah, I've yeah. seen that. good. I was just going to say, I'm hoping one day to be able to come over to the UK for a Comic-Con. That'd be oh, good. Yeah. We'd, yeah. we'd make sure we've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'd love to come over, and I, I belong to a uh, um, Masters of the Universe face Facebook page, and mm. Uh, mm. quite a few people live over in the UK. So mm. I know that uh, you know yeah, they're trying. To... Yeah, it's a big cartoon, comic That'd book, E-Man, Thundercat yeah, following in the UK. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. We do so, too. Let's talk about those little blue people now, Tom. <laughs> yes. The Smurfs, man. That well, was a uh, yeah. That's that's this. Generic, universal, it everyone loved the Smurfs. Every, yeah. everyone, everyone loved it. it. It appealed to everyone. There was something about the Smurfs yeah. that just was amazing. Yeah, I was, um, I was working at Hanna-Barbera when I first started. And uh, I can remember going to a, you know, local store and seeing the little Smurf toys, the mm. little rubber ones. Yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, and I actually bought a few of them. And you I did, said, you yeah. know, these things would be perfect for a TV series. Mm. You know, having the little mushroom houses and everything is <laughs> perfect for a cartoon series. And lo and behold, a couple of years later, I'm working on the thing. 
<laughs> oh, what a coincidence! The lucky <laughs> man strikes again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's it's amazing. Your luck over here. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing uh, one character yeah. like this Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, if you if you have to do like sixty drawings to get the scene done, you've got sixty drawings to do mm. of eight Smurfs. Wow. That means you got like four hundred drawings you've got to do. Jeez. Yeah. 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 That's Back a yet? lot of work. So a, so a show like the, the Smurfs must have a lot of animators and a lot of draw the artists working for them. Just luckily they were easy to draw, but still, <laughs> I remember I had a scene with four Smurfs on each side and they're yeah. doing a tug of war. I remember <laughs> that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what a pain in the neck that was. <laughs> that was a great scene. And, and that was seconds. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 And I also, I had a scene doing Godzilla with this monster that's, uh, is like this Aztec statue. Yeah. He's got six arms. Yeah. And, and they're, rest, they're wrestling on the ground, and it's the full page. So it's not yeah. like I'm doing something really teeny where you can draw it real quick. Yeah. You know, I'm having to draw this big, huge thing. And yeah. I think it was, I think it was on screen for like three seconds. <laughs> Crazy. And it, it took me the whole week to do it. Wow. <laughs> that's dedication there for three wow, that's, seconds that's, on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, it was I, worth it. It made me like a smile. Some, I still got some of the drawings from it because I used to, like I said, I kept everything. Yeah, you know, mm, everything yeah. I drew, if I liked the animation in it, I would draw. You know, Xerox mm. the whole scene. So, talking about like the He-Man disaster of a movie earlier on, if there was an, um, any animated cartoons that you'd like to see made into a movie, what would it be? Well, there's <laughs> 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 nothing like Conan. Yeah, I would love. I would love a Thundar movie, but you know they'd have to do it right. You know, yeah. yeah. If they did it like the TV show, I think it would be terrific. Yeah. yeah you know, I love yeah. the whole the whole kind of Planet of the Apes idea with you know the Statue of Liberty falling over and mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Just it just had a, it lends itself to a really good movie. I think. No, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah no, totally. no, totally, totally. <laughs> what cartoons are your kids into, Tom? What, what did they grow up watching? Did they grow up watching what you watched or watching your stuff? Or are they, are they a totally different generation of cartoons? Yeah, they, they're not cartoons at all. No? Oh. No. Oh. My youngest one, yeah, she likes, she likes certain cartoons. But mm -hmm. uh, when she was little, I remember I was directing something called Road Rovers. I don't know if you've got that over there. But it was a pretty clever, pretty clever TV series about these dogs from all around the world that someone had created this thing called the transdograffier that would turn them into part human, part dog. Oh my God. Mm, don't remember that it was very, <laughs> It was very funny and mm. uh, very cleverly written. Like all of the vehicles looked like dogs. The helicopter oh, wow. would look like a dog. Yeah. They yeah. had, they had like, they had like a bat cave. And when yeah. they went out of, when they went out of the cave, they went through a doggy door. <laughs> so it was all clever stuff like that in fact they caught this uh, they finally catch the criminal the main criminal was in every episode and they finally corner the guy mm. and he pulls out a tennis ball and throws the tennis ball and all the dogs can't help it <laughs> and that's how he gets away <laughs> so I used to like get up it. I used to get up with my daughter and we would watch that mm. and then right after that was Pinky and the Brain Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So 
that's uh, those are the things that we watch. So they just don't have any good action adventure shows on anymore. You know, they don't uh, have like not. Thunder or Brave Star. No, nah, they don't. They don't. You used to have the nah. Mask and the Centurions, and you know, yeah. these are all massive. Yeah, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. And Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. There's nothing like that. No yeah. Point. Okay, stop naming things that were done in Japan. Stop it. Have you ever seen King of the Hill? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was quite popular here. Yeah. I directed uh, three episodes of that. Yeah. That was oh, nice. Good. We like King of the Hill. That was yeah. yeah. But that was that was by the same artist that done Beavis and Butthead, right? Yeah. It was that yeah. style anyway. Yeah. But Beavis really. and Butthead was terrible, and the, and the King of the Hill was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I used to like Beavis and Butthead actually. I yeah, used to like Kick it here, yeah. <laughs> See, we used to, we used to joke that if you if you wanted to get a job drawing Beavis and Butthead, uh, if you could draw, you had to slam your hand in the car so you couldn't draw any longer, <laughs> <laughs> and you could get hired. <laughs> you really love these. You really love a lot of cartoons, man. It's just, I love how you big up all these different cartoons. But well, I can't mention the, the modern stuff like South Park and all yeah. the rest of it. So, yeah, so what cartoons, what, what cartoons do you like of now, Tom? All right, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a good thing no. this podcast called The Old School Movements. <laughs> you know, it's just anything now, I just... There's not, there's not well, much. It's hard to find something. What I liked is I liked... Uh, the Justice League mm. okay. that they did that was kind of like Batman Adventures. Yeah. You know, the char character design was like that. Yeah, well, like the Batman animated series, that one. Yes, that was really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. I liked yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, I just don't like cartoons that the main storyline are burping and farting. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, <laughs> it's just... I, that. It just, I just don't find it that funny. Mm. And I know yeah. little kids love it. You know, if you fart, yeah. oh boy, that's a, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just not for, you know, I'm 68 freaking years old. I can't yeah. watch stupid yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You, no, didn't totally even, you didn't have that back in the 80s, did you? That that type of humor wasn't really in no, Even in like a, a, a Flintstone or something, you wouldn't get No, it. you couldn't do it. You couldn't, you couldn't do, do it. it. No. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't have He-Man he and Skeletor, their swords could never hit. Because they're, they're too much violence. Mm, mm, so I always thought the older cartoons were violent anyway. Like if you that, look at the old Bugs Bunnies, Daffy Ducks, there was a lot of slapstick. Those, yeah, those correct. They, those yeah. were really. But I, I know you're saying about the He-Man stuff, Tom. Because He-Man, even though I loved it, some some fight scenes were a bit lame. He would just pick up something. He'd pick up a, a rock and just throw yeah. it, or mm, you yeah. know, or spin spin him around on his hand, on his palm of his hand, and then throw him or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, be like, what's he doing? Why are he punching or, up or, people? They used to point their sword off stage and the the effects would go off. You'd hear an explosion and then you'd pan over to this thing smoking. Yeah. So you knew yeah. that you knew that something blew up, but you never get to but see, never really see it. Yeah, but it's like in the beginning in the beginning credits of He Man, when he says, My friends, man at arms, and when you see man at arms, he's shooting things. But you don't yeah. know what he's shooting. Don't know he's shooting. <laughs> he's shooting. Random it's like, shooting. It's like he's dancing. What's he doing? It's like Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see more action in Heatman. I wanted Battlecat to jump on people and growl in their faces and all that. Yeah. It was never going to be allowed. Tear him to bits. Yeah. Just couldn't yeah. do it. Couldn't do it. He, he, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. But no, I did I did love the cartoons. I did love the Heatman cartoons. What, what's yeah. funny is that, think about it today. Today, everybody's so sensitive and that's so right. worried about offending someone and all that. That's right. And yet, that's, right. that's all they do in cartoons is just offend yeah. people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
you know yeah. so it's like you would think that it would be more strict today yeah and instead it's not it's, it's yeah. the opposite because because mm. back in the 80s as you were saying we you had like categories as you say you had like the action style with the the centurions and the he-man and the fundars and so on and then you had like the, the like the, the the comedy ones like steve was saying with the looney tunes and the you know right. the, the the um captain caveman and so on so you, you had yeah. your different types of cartoons but right. but they were all on the plane a same playing field you know what i mean right yeah. now you've got you've you've got cartoons now that are desperate to impress and desperate to be outrageous and stuff and it just yeah. doesn't work do you know what i mean it's yeah. like i agree i agree the um how it was in the 80s there was a fixed formula and everybody was happy with it mm-hmm. good fights evil you know yeah. or comedy one of the two yeah. you know yeah. what i mean and, and that and that's why our child was so good watching cartoons in the 80s it's true well like i said i'm an old fart so what I like is exactly what you said. Yeah. Good versus evil. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you should root for the good guy. Boy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. want the bad guy to win. I want the good guy to win. <laughs> Even I, though I and, did like Skeletal, he had some good one-liners. Skeletal. Oh, yeah, some wicked yeah, one-liners. Absolutely. Yeah. And and he had many more that hit the uh, the cutting room floor. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, I bet <laughs> yeah. it was a great. I bet it was a great. So. I'm uh, I'm you very big good great elf. I'm good friends with Alan Oppenheimer and uh, he's 92 I think and wow. uh, he, we do comic cons together and I'm going to be with him in, in August okay. I'm going to be with him and Melendi Britt, uh, Shira hmm. and uh, we do a great panel <laughs> we do a great panel and everything of that and uh, he is telling me he said, used to say all sorts of stuff, and they just they knew they couldn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Silly wanker! <laughs> he's, he's just such a he's such a character. I'd like to hear those old outtakes. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. that would be yeah. good to hear. It's it's yeah. good that you mentioned them, um, Tom. Because I would love to get into voiceover work. Where do I go? Can you hook me up? <laughs> yeah. Darren does think he's a, he's a, yeah, a voice yeah. actor here. He's got I want to do voices. I want to do voices for cartoons, Tom. <laughs> well, first that. first off, you have to sing cartoons. It isn't cartoons. Cartoons. <laughs> Car- <laughs> okay, cartoons, Tom. Cartoons. <laughs> no, one would like to do cartoons. <laughs> you know, it's really much easier than it's ever been because now if you put together a really good. Uh, tape or not Voice tape, reel. but a CD or whatever, or MP3. Yeah. Come up with come up with a storyline and do all of the voices in it. Thank and you for that tip. Just send it send it to these places. And if you did something good, you know they'll. Uh, yeah, they'll get back but what they don't want, and this mm-hmm. is what everybody's problem is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good friends with Bill Farmer, who does the voice of Goofy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh, and he says he has people come up all the time and go listen to my goofy listen to my goofy says, you're not going to get the job as goofy yeah. I'm goofy I'm no, yeah exactly you can't be something else yeah. do a bit a different voice yeah you no know, just because you could do Mickey Mouse really good or you can do you know King of the Hill really good yeah that's not what they want they already have those original. Mm-hmm. come up with something yeah. different yeah. Something new. yeah so do something where you're a a southern guy or you're a a mobster or, or the villain and then do a good guy and you know do do all sorts mm. of do something funny do something serious mm. and uh, mm. you know I make your thinking. own yeah make your own <laughs> yeah. little script up i'm gonna yeah, do that, that tom that's wants yeah. to be the next casey Kasem. 
And yeah, then you I'll, just look in, you look in the phone book or uh, online and find out where these places are and just send them, send mm. them your reel, you know? Or just contact you. You're going to give us a tour <laughs> of all the stuff in the background. Yes. <laughs> you're going to pull out your yellow pages and get me all the people that I can get my animation, <laughs> my um, voiceover work for. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to do so many voices tomorrow. <laughs> in the, in the spot. I'm the lucky one now, Tom. I'm be the lucky one. Out of all of the, the characters in He-Man that you've illustrated or, or you've animated, what, what was the fav your favourite or the best or easiest one that you loved, you, you know, you loved doing, you didn't mind doing, it wasn't a chore? Yeah, it's almost the same, uh, same answer as the Smurfs. Uh, Orko. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> Because he didn't have any, he didn't, he didn't have any legs, so you didn't have to make him walk. So that I could make my quota for the week if you had a lot of Orko scenes, you know. Yeah, you just have to change so the frill of his of his body just moves slightly instead of actually a pair of legs. So yeah, that may easier to do. Exactly, because the pair of legs with a pair of legs, it has to move at exactly the right timing. With yeah. him floating, it's no big deal. You know, you can just make yeah. him do whatever you want. But yeah. I mean, I enjoyed uh, both uh, Skeletor and He-Man as well. Those are the, you know, working on the peripheral characters. Man at Arms was kind of a pain in the neck because he had that stupid thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> His armor yeah. was difficult. He had a lot of armor, yeah. Trap draw must have been an easy one. And also, anytime you have to draw a woman, uh, it just takes longer because you got to make her look pretty. If you don't, mm. you know, you just can't have a ugly Tila or an ugly Shira. Yeah. All the yeah. proportions have to be right with the with the female characters, don't they? Yeah, with the male characters, you know, it could be a little off, and it's not that off-putting. But boy, when you have a female and it looks terrible, it's yeah, very noticeable. Is it? Is it? I, 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 I I feel like it'd be easier to animate Skeletor's face than what it would be He-Man, just due to not having uh, the facial expressions and just the jaw yeah. moving. It, especially since even when he talks, you know, usually uh, a character has um, six different mouths. It's like the mouth is closed, that's an A mouth, and a little bit open, a little bit further, and a little bit further. And then when they say ooh, so there's one in between the ooh, and with uh, with filmation, we just used uh, one mouth, two mouth, three mouth, four mouth, five and six. Mm. In uh, at Hanna Barbera, it was A B C D E. So it's just a little different way they did it. Oh yeah. But with Skeletor, you just had open and closed. You know, he couldn't say ooh. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say boo. <laughs> I actually got uh, I got called into the director's office one time because I handed in a scene with Skeletor. And the director calls me in and he says, you know, right here he's saying good and you don't have him with a six mouth. And I said, well, he doesn't have lips, Lou. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, he suddenly realized that, oh yeah, this is Skeletor, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can let you get on with it. <laughs> so open and close, that's it. You've got two options with Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great that's great as much as i like I, again transformers dungeons and dragons he-man all of that i was massive on warner brothers stuff like yeah. all the bugs bunny and all that yeah definitely my ultimate well. favorite is tom and jerry oh okay i worked on the tom and jerry movie 
Really? And uh, we also did a cartoon show in the 80s of Tom and Jerry. So I've done a little I, bit of Tom and Jerry. I love Tom and Jerry, but Tom and Jerry was wicked. It's, yeah. it's, when it started to get too modern, I kind of lost interest. Yep. Thank um, you. Because there's a different <laughs> time of Tom and Jerry, which is, you can't beat it. And, and then it started, the, the graphic kind of changed. And then they started talking. Yeah, yeah. that's not right. Not well, what, what they did is Chuck Jones, the uh, famous director, mm. everything that he drew, he drew very angular. Mm -hmm. So mm. when he took over and started doing Tom and Jerry, or even when he did Bugs Bunny, the character changed a little bit. And I didn't care for that. I liked yeah. the older one. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, they, they had to make the animation a little bit simpler so there was a lot of the uh, just the eye shifting and and you know they yeah. really didn't animate it nearly as fully, but the Hanna Barbera yeah. ones that they did for MGM. Uh, you can't beat them. Unbelievable. They I watch them now. They're great. And just They're think about the fact that you had a cartoon that had no dialogue mm. and it was still awesome. Yeah, oh, not like most that. of the greats didn't. You know, the yeah. Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, there's hardly any dialogue. Yeah, exactly. But not only that. Are amazing to watch. It also got you into classical music because the music <laughs> in the background, I'm telling you, the music in the background. <laughs> it did have a good score. Yeah. Well for it. And there's so yeah. many pieces that you know from just the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Had that, that, that little trumpet it. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, got, it got you into the blues. Yeah. I loved, uh, I loved Bugs Bunny. I loved Daffy Duck. Yeah. He might Daffy be my favorite. Hilarious. Daffy Duck. Daffy, Daffy was one. And I also liked Foghorn Leghorn a lot. Oh, I love Foghorn Leghorn. That's it. That's it. That's it, boy. I thought he was great. He's got the yeah. best one-liners ever. But then oh, yeah. somebody Sam is good as well. Like, yeah, good. Yeah. Sylvester. So cute. You can't, you can't be my, daughter, my daughter, when she was really little, you know, because I used to watch cartoons all the time. So she'd yeah. watch with me. Mm. And uh, she would call him Yo Somebody Sam. <laughs> so she didn't know what she didn't know what Yosemite was, you know. So she yeah, thought it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, those are the best cartoons: the Warner Brothers, Hanna Barbera. I would watch them yeah. over watching Transformers yeah. and He-Man. And as much as I love them, there's something about that slapstick Tom and Jerry that I'll literally I'll but, sit I'll, at the age of eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, I'll sit and watch that all day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think ever been better cartoons ever made. Nah, I don't think so either. Nah, you're, you're Same with Yogi, Yogi Bear. You, you, you say oh, you worked Yogi. on Yogi Bear, Tom. That was a Hannah. Uh, yeah, right? just a little bit. I worked on uh, Yogi's Space Race. Mm. Yeah, so I got to draw a couple of the characters like Quick Draw McGraw and Huckleberry uh, Hound. Some yeah. things that I really didn't work on very much, but at least I got to draw them. You know, that was kind of cool. That was the yeah. blue dog, wasn't it, Huckleberry Hound? I remember it. Yeah, Huckleberry Hound. Oh my God, I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. another one, wasn't there, as well? There was another That sure is a mighty fine doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, now, do you guys, did you ever watch the Filmation's Ghostbusters? Is that the uh, real, the real No, it was before the it's real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, wasn't it? It was a bunch of guys and an ape. Was an ape in it? Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sound familiar, yeah. 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 I remember yeah. that. I, I do, remember that. Again, that wasn't really massive in the UK. It was on, on a show that you'd catch on TV. It wasn't right. a regular thing that we would see. 
is one of those ones yeah. from real cartoon heads. Um, yeah, we did that after Shira. That was the okay. next one in line. Yeah. And uh, I got to do, at one point they say, let's go Ghostbusters, and they kind of do a high five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this machine puts their clothes on. Yeah. You know, they I go up this that. big elevator, yeah. and then they're, they're yeah. on a trans, uh, a, a belt That's that takes them down, yeah. and then they put their clothing on. And I yeah. did that whole sequence with my friend. Oh, so nice. Every time they show that transformation, uh, that mm. was my artwork. Wicked. Oh, yeah, I remember wicked. that. I remember. I used to watch that quite a lot. Like wicked, said, wicked. Now the reason, the reason that there was the Ghostbusters. What's confusing, and I don't know if you guys know, know the story or not, but mm. there was a live-action Ghostbusters in like '74, mm. and when they wanted okay. to do the movie Ghostbusters, they had mm. to come to us and buy to the get, name. They had to buy the name. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We owned the name. I so I think that. we sold it to him for like half a million or something so they could oh. use that name. Mm. And then when we did the cartoon version, we were ripping off the movie. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> and they came out with the real Ghostbusters, right? Right. Well, they couldn't call it Ghostbusters. Yeah. They only had the rights to say Ghostbusters for the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. So that's why they that's did smart. real Ghostbusters. But yeah. I mean, really... Ours was the real ghost. Yeah. The original. <laughs> the original. The original. Yeah, but it confused a lot of people. It confused mm. a lot of people. Yeah, it would. It would. It would. It would. Um, Tom, I'm going to ask you a couple of, um, um, like a quiz, like a little game. I'm going to play a little game with you. And you tell us oh which ones of the others you like. And these are like, these are kind of based on just opinions what, ones that you worked on and ones that you're familiar with. So I'm going to go through five of them and just tell me which ones you prefer than the other. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So first one, Heathcliff or Garfield? Ooh. You know, the uh, Garfield show that I worked on was really, really good and it won an Emmy. Right. But I preferred Garfield. I mean, I preferred Heathcliff. Um, okay. It, Heathcliff was a little bit more action and mm. a little bit kind of like the the early ones that I worked on were kind of like the Warner Brothers cartoons where they would just put him in a situation that really had nothing to do with him. It was just like one time he was like Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, I think I remember. And that's that what they would well, do with actually. Bugs Bunny. They would just stick him in a situation, yeah. do a cartoon, yeah. and that was it. You know, it yeah. it wasn't like a storyline that kept going on. Mm. Which yeah. later on, that's what Heathcliff became because they had Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats, mm. and yeah. that's when it kind of changed. That's when Korea started doing the animation. Right. But the early ones were by us. I think I like I think I like Heathcliff better. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to move on to mystery solvers. Um, Scooby-Doo or Captain Caveman? Scooby-Doo. Okay. Oh. I mean, I, that, I, that I, love, <laughs> I love Captain Caveman, but you Scooby-Doo is just so... I mean, it's been around for like 50 years. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah. It's great yeah, voices I, as well. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I, I thought that was really good. And it's one of the more popular things when I go to a Comic-Con. Yeah. Probably half the stuff I sell is Scooby-Doo because it, it relates to not just people that watched the show back then, but now their little kids are watching. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. if it's He-Man, you have to be 45 years old or you're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. They get it. Yeah. Right. And, and Captain Caveman is just a big coconut with eyes, isn't he? 
But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to Cuts love Kenny. Yeah. I, so like I, thought was, I thought it was funny, but it just it it wasn't as iconic as Scooby Doo. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stories in Scooby Doo were wicked. I did like Captain Caveman, but it didn't. Like, yeah. It didn't. It didn't stand the test of time. Like uh, a lot of right. people still don't know who he is now. Um, so next one, we're going to go to um, um, companions and means of transport. It's going to make <laughs> sense in a minute. Battle Cat or Thirty Thirty? Oh, oh, ah, uh, God, <laughs> you're getting rough here. No, really. Okay, as a character, I really liked Thirty Thirty. Okay. I okay. thought he was a really cool character, and the fact that he could, you know, get up on two legs and with Sarah Jane—that's <laughs> what I didn't like. <laughs> really? Why would a horse have a gun and walk on his on his two? <laughs> We've transport. questioned that for years. We've questioned. He's transformed. Why has he got a gun? <laughs> He's a robot. Funny. He's a robot. He's not a real horse. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that as a kid. A but but as a kid, to me, he was a horse with 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 foil wrapped around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like him better, I think. Okay, okay, fair enough. I prefer Battle Cat Cringe. I love Battle Cat. Okay. Um, yeah. okay, Batman or Superman? Batman. Okay. Ooh. Reason being? Quite quick. Uh, I like Batman because he's a little bit more human. Superman's like mm. unbeatable. Okay, yeah. uh, so I think it's hard to do a good story with Superman because... Nothing can beat him. He's always yeah. going to win. Yeah. yeah. Apart from yeah. Kryptonite. Hey, Lex Luthor always has something up his sleeve. Um, yeah, but Kryptonite, Kryptonite was made up because they realized nobody could that beat him. Was they got nothing, and then they got nothing <laughs> to defeat him with. Yeah. <laughs> and, then they, and then they got rid of Kryptonite because it was just too much of a crutch every time he would meet somebody, they'd go, ooh, kryptonite. kryptonite. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it just was a bad story. You know? It's yeah. true. Nah, you're it. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, and, and lastly, Tom, Flintstones or the Jetsons? Ooh. That's tough. I don't know where I'd go. You know, I'm going to say Flintstones. I would say Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Jetsons, but I think the Flintstones... Um, was was a better show and of course the Jetsons only lasted for one season I was going to say yeah mm. Flintstones has lasted the, 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 mm. you know, the yeah. time again hasn't Flintstones it? the longest of any other cartoon until yeah. Simpsons came along until yeah. Simpsons have, like, have you worked on the have you done a show of the Simpsons you, 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 or you've been involved in I, I directed the one episode mm. Yeah, mm. directed one episode. Mm. And now we know what it's like meeting someone that was part of our childhood, and that's exactly, you, man. Yeah. yeah. Exactly <laughs> that. It's just, it's just really weird having it be me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for talking excellent. with us, sharing your experiences with us. You're part of our childhood. Yeah. You're part of our childhood, Tom, and we thank you so much for fulfilling our childhood with such great animation in the cartoons we loved in the 80s. Yeah, man. Tom Cook. 80s animation legend, man. Oh, that, was, show? that was a good show. Eh? <laughs> Learned some things I didn't know before, Elias. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so guys, I hope you enjoyed um, this episode with our special guest, Mr. Tom Cook. Hope you guys listen to us again. You know to come for the old school info. Hello, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, keep it old school. Peace. Those who
Those were the days, the, the, the days I remember. remember.